I was thinking about what to preach this morning because uh, I had something very specifically in my mind to preach and I've just been saying, Lord, you know, do I, do I change what I'm going to what I'm going to preach and I feel the answer is no no we're going to uh, we're going to talk about a particular subject and I guess the fact that we're talking about life and death uh, just brings uh, for me the importance of what we're going to talk about into greater focus it just it just highlights and emphasizes the need for this so um, I'd like to talk to you this morning about mission and the wider mission and uh, if you uh, remember uh, in, uh, in January, I spent two weeks going through the vision and the mission <clears throat> of this church uh, for 2017, didn't I? And the vision is, it's up there, that's a little clue, yeah. <laughs> so if you, don't, if you don't know it by now, there really is trouble, isn't there, to be honest? Yeah, it's doing church bigger. Boys, did you get it right? You did. Oh, thank goodness for that. That really would have been a concern. <clears throat> yeah, so it's doing church bigger. And then uh, we said, okay, well, how are we going to do that as a church, as Hope Church together? And we said, yeah, there are nine points here that we want to go through. And remember, we looked at uh, outreach and evangelism and marketing and uh, administration and developing musicians, increasing our ministry capacity, strengthening kids' work, looking uh, at this this building, the actual physical infrastructure. Not that we'll get that done this year, you understand? But um, uh, we wanted to strengthen the house group network and we wanted to pray. And uh, that is really good. It's really good that we have a, I trust, a strong local focus for us as a church. That we know where we are going. And that will be the majority of our time and effort, I trust, as a church, will be given to this over the next, uh, over the next year. <clears throat> However, Ian preached, didn't he, for two weeks after I said, and it really brought into focus something for me. I realized we need to be looking at something else as well. And it's this. Oh, sorry. This. Jesus said this. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything that I've taught you. Jesus said, go to all nations. And he said this just before he was ascended into heaven. So he's got his disciples around him. He's just about to be taken up into heaven. And there's the final few words coming from Jesus. Whoa, emphasis. What is it, Lord? He says this. Remember the nations. Disciples, get into the nations. And we we see also in Luke, Jesus saying this, repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in the name of Christ to all nations. All nations. That's how God thinks. He he looks at the globe. Jesus has a, a, a worldwide mentality. What he was not saying to his guys is just stick in the city that you're in. Just stick with your own nation. Don't worry about everyone else. No, no. Very clearly, Jesus says to us, as his disciples, go into all the earth. Whoa. 1 Timothy 2 says this. God desires that all men, or all mankind, all humans, 
should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So it seems to me then that if we want to be a healthy church, we have to have a dose of this mentality among us also. We have to have the wider mission uh, involved. And I have to say, I know it's true for me when I get too obsessed with, with church, Hope Church, and you know, how this is going and what's happening with that and can we do this. And I get small and I get parochial. And I just can't see really above anything else. God does not intend for us to be small and parochial. Actually, we want to do church bigger. That means we've got to think like he does. Well, what's on his mind? This is what's on his mind. The whole world is on his mind. So it's important then, it seems to us, for us not only to have a strong local vision, but also to have a strong international or global vision. And we have one. Did you know that? Yes, we do. And we get it through our connection with new ground. That's our bit of New Frontiers. There you go. New Frontiers. Now, some of you are new to this church and you'll be saying, well, I don't know who either of those organizations are. Who is New Ground and who is New Frontiers? If you're fairly new with us. So, very quick history lesson. New Frontiers is a group of churches that started to come together in the late 1970s under a guy called Terry Virgo. And some of you will remember Terry came last year and preached here. And I am pursuing him again this year to come again this year. And I haven't heard back, so I might pursue him again. Because um, we love Terry and he's a, just a, a, you know, a very influential guy. And um, <clears throat> the, under his leadership, New Frontiers has grown now to something like 1,500 churches uh, working in over 60 nations around the world. There's probably more than that now. And uh, uh, in, in 2011... What happened to New Frontiers is it became, uh, this is the jargon bit, multi-sphered. So that basically means there are lots of bits of it now. <laughs> Instead of being one bit, there are lots of bits. And they're all led by different guys. But it's all under the banner New Frontiers. And our bit of New Frontiers is new ground. And it's led by this guy. Oh, he wouldn't be happy about that picture at all, Sorry, something really weird's gone on there. It looks fine on my screen. So this is Dave Holden. Well, something like Dave Holden, anyway. <laughs> and he has a t- I dread how this next picture's going to come out. Don't take a picture of it. <laughs> and his team. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, so we know most of these guys. So obviously there's Dave there on the, on the uh, left. We know this fella, don't we? He's coming next week, Dale. Um, that is Henk, who's based out in uh, Maastricht now. Next to him is Chris. Chris leads the church out in Holland, in, in um, The Hague. Thank you very much. This is John Latock at the front, who's Guernsey. Guernsey. And then Phil Moore, who I know many of you love his uh, books and so forth. He runs the church in Wimbledon. And that's our core team. Those are the guys that run New Ground, which is our bit of New Frontiers. Okay. Uh, New Ground comprises 37 churches at the moment. And uh, let me just show you another map. This is, I know that's a bit of a, looks like a spider's crawled all over it, doesn't it? But basically what that map is trying to show you is where the churches in New Ground currently are. 
And you can see the majority of them are based in the southeast of England. We have one in Scotland. We have a bunch of churches in, uh, in France. We have uh, one or two in, um, in Holland. And we have some in Romania as well. And we're looking to connect with these other churches in, in other parts of Europe as well. So, so 26, uh, sorry, 37 uh, churches. And we're looking, currently, we're involved in another 26 church plants really around Europe. So places like Maastricht, uh, Berlin. The guys uh, are looking to, to launch into Berlin. And the young couple that are looking to launch into Berlin, I've invited to come here to speak to us. Um, Brussels, they're looking to launch into Brussels. Uh, Delft, another place in Holland. And then there are uh, more in the UK and elsewhere as well. So that's roughly who New Ground is. The shape of New Ground, I suspect many of you won't possibly have known that. <clears throat> that's, but that's who we are part of. And we have great relationship with the other bits of New Frontiers. And um, wonderfully, we're not the only movement who are trying to take the words of Jesus to go into all the earth and preach the gospel. New Frontiers is one movement, but there are many others. People like Vineyard, who um, Brendan and Amy hope to become part of. Uh, people like Hillsongs, who came out of Australia, and they're planting churches around the world as well. So we're not on our own, but that is the movement that we're part of. We're part of New Ground, uh, New Frontiers. And all of this is about the point of being involved in all of this, is to try and do what Jesus told us to go and do which is to go into all the earth and make disciples and teach people. Because, you know, as a single church, we would really struggle with that, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, we would. We would. We would really struggle. On our own, if I said, yeah, we're going to the nations, so uh, make sure your passports are ready. And, you know, and we'd all say, what? But as part of a bigger movement, we can do this. And I have to say to you, when I first started to get involved in New Frontiers, and uh, we all used to go off as leaders, we would go to uh, days of prayer and fasting, or in my case, days of prayer. And, uh, <laughs> and we would go to Peterborough, and there were 800 leaders who would turn up. And, uh, and it was great, because what happens is that one guy stands up, uh, Guy Miller, and he talks about his church, and then he says, yeah, and we've, we've got 40 churches in India. And so we pray about India. And then Dave Holden would stand up and say, yeah, we've got a number of churches in France. And we're looking to... And then somebody, Dave Devonish, stood up once and he said, yeah, he's been given Russia and the, the Middle East. <laughs> Lord, have mercy on him. Actually, he's, he's fantastic. He's doing really well. I say he's been given. He just seems to have grabbed... But he stood up one day and he was just talking. And he said, yeah, we planted a church in a, in a country called Dagestan. I've never heard of Dagestan. I'm pleased you planted a church there. That's very good. Yeah, he said, we don't think a church has ever been planted there before, ever. So it means a people group that's never been reached by the gospel has now been reached by the gospel. When you hear that, you think, oh God, this is what we are called to do. It is inspiring. It is magnificent. Now, together, it just struck me, together we can do it. This, you see it begin to happen. Really good. <clears throat> okay, so <clears throat> being part of new ground then is really important. It is our way of doing what Jesus told us to do. 
And uh, therefore, it's really important to understand where new ground is going, isn't it? In order to, to, to know how we can play our part in that, you know. So where is new ground going and what is it going to do? Well, new ground is very clear about where it's going, which bit of the world that it is called to. And it is called to Europe. Europe. That's the best picture I could find of Europe. And uh, now, how did that come about? I just need to tell you. How did this come about? Why, Why are we going to Europe? Why is New Ground so strong about Europe? Well, it happened because of a prayer meeting that Dave Holden called. And he called a number of the leaders together just before the last Ashburnham meeting in 2015. And he gathered a bunch of guys together to pray, really, about Ashburnham and what we're going to do. Ashburnham is a is the time when all the new ground churches get together and we listen to teaching and we're encouraged by those guys. And we were all in this room and uh, we, so we, we all turn up for an afternoon together as leaders at Ashburnham before the event started and we, we, we go to this upper room and, uh, okay, fair enough, I, you know, and to be honest, I wasn't paying too much attention to the surroundings of the room, but it turns out it's a map room. And there were maps framed on the wall of all sorts of different parts of the world. And uh, I'm sure I had noticed that. Not really. Um, And we're praying and we're worshipping. And then one of the guys steps forward because he noticed one of the maps has come off the wall and it's been shoved behind a sofa. So Jim, who's, you know, he doesn't mess about Jim. He leaves the church in, um, in East Sussex. He, in mid-Sussex, and he's rooting behind the sofa, and he gets hold of this big map, and it's a map of Europe. And he puts it down in the middle of the circle, and he begins to prophesy over it. And he basically says, I can't remember exactly, but he says, God has not forgotten Europe. God is calling us to Europe. And he's, you know, Jim's strong, isn't he? So he prophesies very forcefully about this. And then Paul Mann who many of you will know, he's the leader from uh, uh, Hastings, steps forward and he said, Jim, that's amazing because I was just about to do that very thing that you've done, just to get the map of Europe that had been tucked away, forgotten about, get it out, put it at the feet, and I was about to prophesy over it exactly as you have. And then another leader, oh, I forget his name now, steps forward and said, well, that's even more amazing because that's exactly what I was also about to do. Even the same words that you've used, I was about to prophesy like that. So in that meeting of New Ground Leader, it was like God was saying, I am calling you, New Ground, to Europe. And I'm going to underline it, not once, but twice. So you get it. And that's why at the last New Ground meeting, when you came to New Ground, you would have seen flags of Europe all over the campsite. Do you remember that? As you came down the drive, this lovely lovely, uh, place we went to, there were maps of... European countries some of us have never heard of. Andover, San Marino, Estonia. Well, okay, we may have heard of that one. <clears throat> so, we are part of a movement that Jesus has called to go to Europe. Go to Europe. That's what we're part of. That's where we're going. Let me just, let's just sink in for a bit. Okay. Now... Um, there is history with this. I just need to fill you in a bit. Some of you will remember, some of you have been in New Frontiers for a bit, will remember another picture about Europe. Do you remember the picture of, it's probably about 15 or 20 years ago, 
when there was a picture of the southeast of England somebody saw, and it looked like a bow. And somebody said, I see the southeast of England in the shape of a bow. And I see the drawstring being drawn back into the very heart of the UK. More and more and more and more. And more people are filling this kind of area. And I see that God's plan is to fire out these people out of England into Europe. And I see what he's basically prophesying was there's going to be a major missionary movement from this nation into the nations of Europe. That is the plan of God. So we've, as New Frontiers, we've lived with that probably for about 15 to 20 years. So when, not that we were thinking about it, when God then suddenly starts to speak to new ground about Europe, there's history. There's real history there. Now, it's all very well, me saying this, but there's one teeny, tiny, weeny, weeny little thing, and it's called Brexit. And I think it's probably true to say that when you say to the average Brit, Europe, most of them would say, huh? What? And it would be strong indifference, I think. If I said, let's go to Bulgaria, you'd be saying, well, I've got other places that perhaps we could go to instead. Wouldn't you? Yeah, generally. If I'd said to you, if I'd said to you, hey, God's called us to Africa, there would be a real sense of, oh, yes, come on. There, you know, since the days of David Livingston, when David Livingston stood up 150 years ago and he said, gentlemen, do not forget Africa. This nation has not forgotten Africa. People have poured out of this country to go to Africa, to reach African countries. People have given their lives to reach African countries. David Livingston gave his life in, in an effort to reach Africa. Even, even in modern days, I'd say, even without the help of the church, Bob Geldof is still standing up, isn't he? Saying, Band-Aid, let's get money out to Africa. There's something about Africa that we connect with. But, but, but Europe? Uh, we've got a bit of history with Europe. It's not always been great. It's not always been great, has it, guys? Let's be honest. So I was, this week, just saying, Lord... Can I just say, are you really, I mean, Europe, there's a bit of a job to do to get British people to be enthusiastic about going to Europe. There was no answer to that, so I said, okay, I'll just try and get on with it then. I want to say this about Europe. Europe has over 700 million people in it. That's 12% of the world's population. At one time, it still may be true today, there were more post boxes in France than there were evangelical Christians. France is 22 miles away from us. East Berlin was labelled as the most godless place on the face of the planet. There are more committed atheists in East Berlin than anywhere else in the world. A recent religious census said there were 52% of people 52% said they were atheists. The average in in Europe is about 10. It is easier to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ preached in big chunks of Africa, South America, or China than it is in Europe. 
Europe, for a thousand years, was the bastion of Christianity. Yes, very imperfect. But we had monks here who loved the word of God. We had missionary movements happening here. We had people who knew what the gospel was. And the gospel went out from Europe to the ends of the earth. Europe now largely lives in spiritual poverty. It is largely destitute. We think our country's bad. I tell you, there are other countries that are, are just absolutely empty. You know, Europe is the only major continent on the face of this planet not enjoying Christian revival. All the others are, all the major continents are, somewhere. Europe is not. I want to say to you, there is a job to do. We can't do it alone. But we can for something bigger. We can as part of New Ground, New Frontiers. That's why it's important to us. I'm not clinging to a badge because I've been in it for a bit. I'm concerned about reaching people for Jesus and for us to play our part in that. Now, not all of us will end up going. In fact, probably the majority of us won't go. But we have to find, how do we play our part? What's our role? It might be to pray. It might be to give. don't know. I just want to urge you today to think about this wider mission. I want to urge you also, please, to come to this year's Ashburnham. It's in August this year. And the point of Ashburnham, again, is to gather the churches that are part of New Ground so that we can listen to Dave and that team and probably one or two others that will be invited to encourage us and stir us and provoke us when it comes to international mission and taking the gospel out to Europe. I know there's, te- there's tenting involved, which is, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not keen on tenting either, to be honest. I really not. I, I just, yes, the same thing, tenting, camping. Even though the Williamses last year gave, lent us their tent, very nice tent. They put it up for us as well and, they, and took it down for us. It was fantastic. You don't get better camping than that. Still didn't like it. <laughs> <coughs> I don't go, hey, can I say, I don't go to Ashburnham because I like camping, as you can tell. And I don't go so I can have a nice mug of tea with you all at the end of the day. Although that's lovely to do community together. I go because I love Jesus. I go because I want the ends of the earth in my mind. I go and it's smelly and the showers are rotten. And I told you about that. Oh, the showers. Oh, apparently they're going to be improved a bit this year. And they're going to have lights in the loo and all sorts of amazing luxuries. I know some of you managed to get a little place in the house, haven't you? God, you live well. You, yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'd like your showers, please, to become available to us all. <laughs> For a price. Yeah, but come. Come, even if you, you hate the environment. Come, because we love Jesus. Come, because there's a mission. You can come for a day. Yeah, absolutely. There is... I'm not trying to sell Ashburnham. I'm trying to sell going to the nations.
And Ash Burnham is a way of reaching the nations. It's just, it's just a way in which we get there, playing our part. And it's an important part of being a Christian. It's an important part of being a church that has the globe in its mind. This is what he said. Go, therefore, go. He didn't say, if you feel like it, he just said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. Church, let's be a church that does what he says. Let's go. Let's work out how we can play our part in this great commission. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we take seriously your words and you have commanded us to go. Lord, uh, you've commanded us to uh, do a job locally and we want to do that. But Lord, we recognise you also call us to be involved, play our part in this wider mission to the nations. And so Lord Jesus, we say, would you please uh, provoke us? Would you speak to us? Would you fill us? Would you excite us, Father, even with the nations of Europe? Pray about this uh, couple who are coming from Germany or, or planning to plant into Germany, into Berlin. I want to ask you, Heavenly Father, that we would love them and support them and encourage them. I want to ask you, Heavenly Father, that we would uh, absolutely understand what you are calling us to be part of and you would help us to give ourselves fully to it. Lord, we know that life is short and we need focus and, and real help, Lord, not to wander off into the, just the reality of daily life. And Lord, not to be just consumed by it. Lord, I pray, even this morning, that you would put a fresh heart for the nations among us. You would put a fresh passion on us. And Lord, even a love for Europe and the nations of Europe, because they are people that you love. Jesus, help us to have your heart in it all. Father, help us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.